For the second time in three seasons, the Patriots will not be headed to the playoffs, and for the fourth straight year, they'll be without a playoff victory. That means changes are looming for the Pats. Red Sox make some moves, and the B's and C's continue to roll. This is the Press Pass. I am Chris Ryan. There is no question that on the offensive side of the football, things were not good for the New England Patriots this year. They finished 8-9 and nine after a 35-23 loss to the Bills in Buffalo. And you can look at that game, and I thought the Patriots on the offensive side of the football looked the best they had all year in that contest. But it was not really about the loss to the Bills. That's the end result. But the Patriots didn't make the playoffs because of performances throughout the course of the season bad mistakes in games that ended up costing them and a performance against the Buffalo Bill uh, excuse me against the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football where they lost the worst team in football uh, those were the performances that did the Patriots in they looked actually pretty good on Sunday against the Bills outside of the two kickoff returns for touchdowns again more key mistakes in big games I talked with Patriots head coach Bill Belichick about what's next how he gets this team back to being a Super Bowl championship caliber club as Belichick has said he wants to be back and will in fact be back for the 2023 season but in meeting with Robert Kraft reports indicate as one would expect the offensive coaches will be reassigned no more Matt Patricia calling plays no more Joe Judge as the quarterback coach Good morning, Bill. Um, the success you've obviously had over the last two decades plus, you know, has established the um, end goal each season obviously being winning a championship. How far do you feel you're away from being a Super Bowl contending team at this point, and what needs to be done in order to uh, to get back to that little level of competitiveness? All right. Well, we. We were within winning a game yesterday of being in the postseason. Uh, we didn't do that, so it's where it's got to start. I mean, can't do anything in the postseason until you get in the postseason. So there were other opportunities along the way during the year, not just yesterday, but yesterday was really the that was our postseason, and and we weren't able to advance. So till you till you get past that, then. And there isn't much it can be for. So, post game in Buffalo, I talked with Patriots tight end Hunter Henry. Just how would you summarize today's game and also kind of the feelings here post game, uh, knowing obviously you guys weren't able to do what you want to do this season? Uh, it's just, yeah. it's hard to put into words, you know, now because it just comes to kind of an abrupt end. Um, it's just, it's tough. And, you know, we battle and compete and come to work for this whole year just to, have come to an end like this, it, it, it's hard to swallow. It seems like you guys grinded a lot this year as well, and we're starting to see results, it seemed like, in this game. where And over the early last couple of weeks where the offense was starting to, to come around, does that make it difficult as well where you're, you worked so hard and you found like you were finally maybe find some results? Yeah, I mean, we were do some stuff, but just still not good enough. So, I mean, got to take a long look at a lot of the, all of the guys that are – Coming back, guys that are coming, and we got a big offseason ahead of us that we've we've got to get a lot better. Do you feel you know frustrated at the end of the season? Do you feel how do you kind of summarize your emotions as an offense? Obviously, right now you're catching catching right. me right after the game, so I would say the feeling is frustrated. Um, you know, it, it was definitely was a long year and uh, got lots of up and downs. That's that's what a football season is going to bring. Um, but you know, we just continue to compete continue to go out there and 
go to work. I mean, that, that's really what it's all about. And uh, unfortunately, we just weren't able to finish it in the end and uh, give us another chance next week. Final thing, do you feel like there was growth this year? Like, do you feel like the group got got better? you feel like you're in a better place after this season than you were, obviously, after last year here? Um, I mean, I think there's – there's definitely things you can point at that uh, there is growth, but uh, we, we've got to obviously get a lot better. I mean, we were in the playoffs last year. We're not in it this year. and um, We were looking for improvement this year, and ultimately we fell short of that. So It's obviously a very emotional game in Buffalo in light of the injury of DeMar Hamlin. This was the first game for the Bills. Since then, the fans were amped up, and it was an absolutely electric atmosphere in Buffalo for that contest. It was also... Um, an interesting game for the Patriots in that two of their stalwarts, two guys who have been on the last three championship teams in Devin McCourty and Matthew Slater, who could both end up being Hall of Famers. This may have been their last game. Uh, I will well, Obviously, we'll see how things develop, but that possibility certainly wasn't denied by those two individuals uh, post-game. Matthew Judon, who had a phenomenal year for the Patriots with 17 and a half sacks, spoke about their impact and what's next. Uh, I, I believe that uh, it happens every year, honestly. It happens every year. But uh, I think uh, the special people in this building that's been here forever uh, and them not coming back or had a potential to not come back, that's going to impact this uh, organization for a long time. But I think uh, let's not remiss on what they did or uh, who they were to this team. Uh, of 2022 or the whole time they've been here. I think uh, those those guys been solid uh, in a play and also character. Uh, you never heard anything about them off the field unless it was good or positive. Uh, on the field, you never heard anybody say, oh, he's a dirty player. Oh, he did this, he did that. I think you can take that uh, for what it's worth, man. You have that long of a career and you never had hear anything anything negative about those players uh that that's uh you know that just speaks to who they are as people and uh you know actually parents like raised them raised them up and then this organization came in here uh nurtured them grew them as players and as uh people uh and it's a it's a caliber uh culture that they uh that they turned this place into especially a defense and special team and uh the impact will be missed. Those types of leaders, you know, irreplaceable. And is that the most difficult part of this that you may have to, you know, they may make a decision not to come back? You know, I don't want to say irreplaceable, but those are, uh, you know, once in a generation players and, you know, uh, talent and uh, everything. So, you know, not irreplaceable, but I don't want to short them for what they did here. And so it's, it's going to be tough. Matt, how do you evaluate this defense at the end of the year? What do you think this defense was, and, and what would you like to see moving forward? You know, I, I don't. I don't. I'm going to let y'all do that. Uh, we just got to go in the offseason, and we got to prepare our bodies and prepare our minds for a longer season and come back and be better. How about the season for, for you? And do you feel like you took a, a step forward, particularly in terms of how you closed out the season, which I know was a big goal for you in terms of making plays down the stretch? Once again, I don't. Like, I'm going to go to the offseason – uh, and I'm gonna come back and be better, and uh, and that's that's not a question, but y'all gonna come up with something to question me about, and I'm gonna improve that, and uh, 
and I'm going to get better. That's what the offseason is for. When we come back, we're not the same player, uh, and we're not the same defense, and we're not going to be the same defense because we're not going to have the same people out there. But if you do come back here, and when you come back here, you be better. You'll be better than you was last year. You'll be better than you was last week because that's what we need to get to where we want to go. Like, um, first round, first round, or, you know, not even getting to the playoffs, that's not what we talked about in the beginning of the year. That's not what uh, our standards, that's not our goals, that's not our expectations. So what we got to do, we got to take the offseason seriously, get your body back, uh, recruit, relax, uh, get your mind right. But when you come back in here, do not be the same player you was this year. And uh, that's what I'm going to do. All right, Matthew Judon right there. Ramondre Stevenson emerged as one of the best offensive players in the NFL this season. He was 15th in the entire league in total yards, rushing for uh, 1,040 yards, receiving 421 yards there, a total of 1,461 for Ramondre Stevenson. Mondre, just to talk about uh, coming up to season, coming to conclusion here. How does that hit you? How does it hit the group? Obviously, that things end so suddenly. Uh, yeah, it's not a great feeling. You know, we're all competitors in here. We want to win, and you know, we want to play more football. And you know, I think we played a you know a hard fought game today. Everybody, everybody was flying around on our team, and you know, you could tell they wanted to win out there. So, I think it's just uh, you know back to the drawing books and just. Uh, 2023 season. Yeah, unfortunately, it comes in week 18, and the result isn't what you want. But it felt like the offense moved the ball well today. There was some consistency to your play, and mm-hmm. really, the two kickoff returns from them was what defined the game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, our offense, we kind of got it going today. Uh, we we're moving the ball well. Uh, we had good pockets. We had uh, some good run lanes, but you know, ultimately, we couldn't get it done. And yeah, it's 2023 season, man. Do you feel like there was growth for this team this year that you guys? ended in a better spot this year than you did last year or is there obviously a step backwards and that you didn't make the playoffs uh well I think every season is just different in its own way so I can't really like compare the two uh but I think we made uh great strides this year uh you know with some new new coaches on the offensive side of the ball and just you know just trying to get some more chemistry between us all and it was just you know, it was a it was a it was a hard fought year, but I feel like yeah, we we progressed. You went over the thousand yard mark in this game. What did that mean to you when it when it happened when you got there, and uh, and what does that mean to you overall? Uh, you know, it's a it's a great accolade to have. Uh, all my all my teammates, Damian, Pierre, they all congratulated me on it. So, you know, that that means a lot. Uh, just shout out to all the O linemen and just my whole team, and yeah, just I feel like that's an accolade just for me and my O linemen and the whole team. How would you summarize this year for you, where there was definitely growth for you this season? You got to a realm, you want to talk about it, those rat poison, but you got to the point where you were you know, one of the best backs in the league, and you could be relied on the passing game, blocking, catching the ball, and obviously rushing. So what was this year like for, for you and a step forward toward being a better NFL player? Uh, I feel like this year just gave me a lot more confidence, uh, just knowing I, could, knowing I could do it. I always knew I could do it, but just putting it you know, on tape and just – you know, letting everybody see that. So just just a lot of confidence, and I just want to hit 2023 offseason even harder. Final thing, and I'm not going to get into specifics, but how banged up were you down the course of the season? And was it, Were you dealing with things, you know, th- and injuries kind of that, that you were able to play through, but you were kind of really playing through them? Uh, yeah, of course. I feel like, you know, running back in NFL, I feel like everyone's, right. every running back in NFL, they're hurting in some type of way. But, yeah, I was going through, you know, I was nicked up a little bit, but uh, – you know, if I get out there and fight with my teammates, I'm going to do that. If my injury can't get worse and things like that, I'm going to be on the field. So that's it. 
Have to wonder what's going to happen at the running back position for the Patriots in this offseason. Damian Harris is a free agent. He has said he wants to come back, but will the Patriots pay him to come back? Jacoby Myers, also a free agent as well. Patriots do have over $50 million available in cap space, so there will be moves made but the question is will that money be spent on Harris and Myers will the Patriots look outside the organization at other options coming in which could be even at the quarterback position I think that they're going to look really across the board here to try to make this team better particularly on the offense the defense is good really good I think championship caliber Kyle Duggar is a guy that continues to grow into his roles with this football team just how do you, you know, summarize the feelings of this coming to a close here and kind of ending abruptly come in thinking you're going to win get to the postseason what's that like you know being amongst the guys and not achieving what you wanted this year uh, it hurts it definitely hurts that's really the only way to describe it um, it's a special group group of guys and you know things might not be the same next year obviously so yeah it just hurts that's the, obviously the big thing here is that these guys really like each other and you guys really grew an identity on the defensive side of the football and maybe deserved a better fate as a as a unit uh well we can't it's a it's a team a team team game you know offense defense special teams and uh we certainly weren't perfect like like i said we just enjoyed playing with each other and and that's just the most <clears throat> the most saddest part about it you know just we won't be able to play with each other again but you know it's a team game so you know really you know way different offense or anything like that obviously the decisions have been made by others but how confident are you in this defensive group and obviously there's some decisions have made including you know the guy behind us and Devin McCourty but do you would you want to see these guys return do you think these guys showed that they can be you know an elite NFL defense 100% um that's definitely a perfect way to describe it I definitely think um feel that way uh 100% and we all to say about it yeah I agree what was this year like for you? Because it felt like you took a big step forward as as a player. There's significant growth for you this year as compared to to last year. Where do you think you grew the most, and what are you looking to to do in the off season? Um, <clears throat> I would say just the off the field, off the field uh, habits. You know, being more consistent, um, keeping things the same through the ups and downs of the season, and uh, kind of just leaning on leaning on the guys and rest of the defense more and things like that so I uh, definitely think off the season I had to say would be the biggest thing Did you take on a role a bit as a play caller this year as well because maybe you're just calling out something you saw but I thought I saw it a couple times today where you were calling you know, things out as they were taking place is that something new and a new kind of responsibility uh, no it's just communication um, <clears throat> try to communicate every play and, and definitely I'm trying to get better at that but it's just a communication um, from the safeties um, to you know the defense and things like that all right, Kyle Duggar right there from Highmark Stadium in Buffalo where the Patriots lost 35-23 to to end their season uh, without making the playoffs. We'll switch gear to the Red Sox, who also didn't make the playoffs this year and many view as being unlikely to make the playoffs in this upcoming season. They did thrill fans to some extent by signing Rafael Devers to a contract extension, which will have him in a Red Sox uniform until 2033. Sox also signed Justin Turner, but also announced that Trevor Story is going to be out for a period of time, not putting a timetable on him. They are hopeful he'll return at some point in the 2023 season as he had elbow surgery. I talked with Red Sox Chief Baseball Officer Heim Bloom about the impact of losing story and what that means in terms of the roster complexion. 
Hank, how significant a blow would you say that this is for the, the team overall, given you know where he was going to hit in the lineup? Uh, and also, you know, how would you categorize his time so far where he's obviously had some injury difficulties? Yeah, I mean, look, I don't think we can sugarcoat it. He's such a talented player. We saw it last year for all the the issues that we had um, and many of the issues on our club that had nothing to do with Trevor. When Trevor was out there, we were a playoff caliber team. Um, we saw that. And you see how he could take over a game uh, really in every aspect. And we are all really excited and still are excited to see what he's doing, going to do going forward now that he's adjusted, uh, you know, to a new place and got his feet under him uh, in Boston and, and in a new organization after spending his whole career with another organization. We're still excited for that. It stinks that we're going to have to wait. Um, but, uh, you know, fortunately, this wasn't worse and, and we will get him back. Um, you know, like I said, for all the ups and downs that he had in his first season and, and obviously the missed time wasn't ideal um he showed all of why we brought him here and showed the ability to you know take over every aspect of a baseball game and I'm sure he'll show that again when he's back is there a preference for how you want to use Kike or is that going to be dictated by the external move that you make we've had a lot of conversations about it I, I I'm not you know ready to say something definitively yet um you know we've had a lot of conversations internally about it and with Kike as well and um, we know where his head's at. Um, this is a guy who uh, has a ton of confidence in himself to do just about anything that he needs to. You've seen that in the time he's been in Boston. Um, he is not afraid of the spotlight and not afraid of a lot of responsibility. And are you still in the market for a starting pitcher as well? Is that something that you would like to do here before spring training? Yeah, generally speaking, um, most of our focus has been on the position player side of things. Uh, but that said, there are starting pitching targets that we've stayed engaged with. Uh, just the way uh, that uh, things have played out for us, uh, we feel we've been able to give ourselves a lot of different options uh, in our rotation. And, you know, something we wanted to do, and especially knowing that, uh, you know, there's some uh, there's some different kinds of health histories with some of the guys that we have. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that we're looking, uh, you never have, a, you never have much depth as you need, but I wouldn't say that we're looking uh, you know, to add more depth to the rotation as much as uh, making sure that we're in play when there are uh, impact guys available, especially if they're impact guys that can be part of uh, this group for a long time. Uh, like I said, I think position player wise, the roster is less complete and that's been more of our focus, but it would be a mistake to disengage from the starting pitching market. Red Sox also introduced Justin Turner, the uh, Dodgers star at the age of 38, signing a one-year deal with the Sox. Justin, what stands out to you about, you know, this lineup? Um, what's intriguing to you about the lineup and how do you see yourself fitting into um, that group? Well, uh, I know obviously Kike and Doogie pretty well from playing with them in the past, but uh, the number one that stands out is getting an opportunity to watch uh, Rafi play every single day and uh, the way he takes his at bats and goes about his business. Uh, I mean, I've watched him on TV from afar and, uh, obviously, I think he's one of the uh, more talented players in our game. So getting the opportunity to see what he's about and be around him uh, is really exciting. Uh, you know, the signing of Yosh, I don't know a lot about him, uh, but I've heard a lot about him. Uh, and I think he's going to be an impact guy who, you know, is uh, off the charts at moving the ball forward and bat to ball skills uh, are really going to play. And uh, hopefully he'll be feeding that that monster in left field. And, uh, you know, there's also some young guys uh, in the organization that uh, have a lot of upside and hopefully I can help be an impact to them on, 
you know, their work and their preparation and their routines and, and giving themselves the best chance to, to succeed as well. Now to the Boston Bruins with the midway point of the season have the best record in hockey, 32-5-4 and four for the Bees, who suffered their first home loss of the year on Thursday night to the Seattle Kraken. They were shut out 3 nothing by former Manchester Monarch netminder Martin Jones in net. Jonesy, what does it mean to you to come in here and shut out you know, this group that has been playing so well on, on this ice collectively? Yeah, honestly, I thought that was probably our most complete game of the season and um, to come in and play how we did and, and come out with a win in this building, um, you know, that's a, a big step forward for us. What do you think has been your impact on this group? Your teammates were talking about you as being kind of a stabilizing force. You've been there with the Kings. You've had success before. What do you see as being your impact on your teammates? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that's, I guess, up to them to decide. But um, I'm just trying to work hard and, and um, make a couple big saves. And then the boys have been playing great in front of me. Is this a quote-unquote statement game, you know, for you guys, the performance you had and coming in and beating the Bruins? Yeah, it, it's a big game. Um, you guys can decide if it's a statement game or not. Here is Bruins defenseman Brandon Carlo. I just didn't think we were as sharp tonight um, overall with all the areas of our game. I feel like we were moving pucks a little bit slower than we usually do um, from the D zone and then weren't winning our one-on-one battles as much throughout the neutral zone. So um, that's not a great recipe and something that we haven't done all year. So um, I think it's a great learning opportunity and hopefully we'll learn from that and not let, allow that to happen again. But um, I think as professionals, we need to be ready to go every night. So um, you try not to let that mental fatigue and in, in the areas where you could blame some things on to travel or whatnot, you know, I don't find those much as excuses because um, we're all pros here and every team has to go through it. So those are the battles we have to face. Is there any reasons to, you know, why? Obviously a great West Coast trip, mm-hmm. the, the travel obviously is an issue, but this team had been playing so well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think... For myself, uh, when you're playing a lot of games, more so every other day, you kind of just stay in that groove. Um, when you have a couple days off, um, you know, I, I think that's the uh, times where you come out maybe a little bit stale in the first period, and um, we just couldn't really find it after that. So um, that's unfortunate, but like I said, we'll learn from it. Big matchup for the Bees coming up tonight as they welcome in another one of the hottest teams in hockey, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Here's Charlie McAvoy. Probably obviously these types of nights happen. What's the explanation behind what went on out there tonight? Yeah, I think it just took us a while to get to our game. If we even got there, um, you know, they came in and played well, um, but we just didn't do enough for 60 minutes. Coming off the West Coast trip, is it good to have this type of game at times, kind of as a refresher of yeah, we have to be at our best in order to have success? Yeah, I mean, I think we we know we're going to get everybody's best. Um, you know, we we've played played very well this year um but yeah i think it is good uh definitely helps to avoid complacency and um you know any sort of entitlement so uh you come in losing your own house and first time in a long time um you know i think we're all excited now to, to shift to saturday and get a chance to get back at it on toronto for a second I mean, what stands out about them from you know, what we've seen so far this year yeah i missed the game that we played against them early in the year um to be honest i don't watch you know too much of uh, of them um you know but i know that our staff does an exceptional job of getting us prepared so yeah it'll be good to watch on 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 tape on you know tomorrow and saturday and get ready to play a game how would you describe Linus's mark on this group and the way he's been able to to compete keep you in games etc yeah i don't we we're not where we are without him i mean that's a fact he's been exceptional all year all year long he keeps us in every single game tonight he made a, a ton of saves and um you know they had a lot of pushes tonight and he kept us in the 
Celtics in Charlotte tonight against the Hornets. A couple nice wins for them back-to-back against a couple of starless teams as uh, the Nets did not have Kevin Durant in the 109-98 victory by the Seas. No Zion Williamson or Brandon Ingram as the Celtics beat the Pelicans in Boston.